Your double E, Ina Esco, Verbally Effective, episode 14. I have with me Mr. Don Tripp in the studio Ch- today. Yeah. What's up, Don Tripp? Ah, life. I'm living. You living. Alive, That's I'm a good. blessing. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. The best. Now, my listeners, they probably know you from, you know, you had a big breakout record back in the day, Letter to My Son, featuring CeeLo Green. You were a 2011 XXL freshman. Indeed. Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard your uh, album, Godspeed. I would um, hope so. <laughs> I know they have. Um, you had the big deal with Interscope. Right, right. Uh, you've also done a lot of projects with Starlito with the Step Brothers series. Of course, Step Brothers 4 on the way. And you have a new project out right now called Christopher. Indeed. So you've been busy. I try I try to stay busy. What you been up to? Uh, music and family. Well, more more so music and babies. So, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a a task. I I can say that. Really it's hard know. to be a father and, and to be the artist, the CEO, the management. You know, I had to be all the hats when it comes to my career. Mm-hmm. As well as, you know, when you, as a father, you know, I have to do, I have to do everything a mother has to do mm-hmm. other than breastfeed, so. <laughs> other than breastfeed. So yeah. you were kind of a little late to the podcast, which is good, but you had to drop your babies off. Of course, which I of course. Well, I didn't want to bring them with me. I, I bring them everywhere I go, but mm-hmm. it would have been a little difficult to do an interview. <laughs> with, I already with know. I yeah. have a four-year-old. i see. I have one that's about to be three and one that's about to be six. Those are two I had with me. Busy. I got one that's about to be seven and one that's about to be nine. Those two wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, but the little but the ones, smallest two. Well, I mean, you know, they would behave, but, you know. They busy. They would be quite bored in here. So everything they could find to touch. And they see these they, oh, over man, here. They, they want to touch it. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do you have, you have younger, your younger kids are girls? Well, yeah, I got three girls and a boy. My, okay. The only son I have is the one from Letter to My Son. Okay, he's your oldest. Right. And how is he doing? Uh, he's great. He's great. He's actually, um, he's, uh, 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 what is he? He's academically, would it be inclined mm-hmm. if he's great at it? Yeah, he excels. Uh, I know it was really good at school. I I can't remember ever making more than one A on, on a single report card. Mm-hmm. He's in a... Um, Honor Society, I want to say that. Yeah, he just society. just got selected for That's that. Awesome. And he loves it. He, you know, when I uh, when I pick him up from school, he actually has a, a dictionary in his hand. Look he at ju- him. He just like to read words. I don't get it, but you know, he got a nice vocabulary. Indeed, and I love it. You know. That's awesome. That's awesome that you're taking the time to spend time with your son uh, and your beautiful girls. I I was looking at your Instagram. I saw a picture of you and your daughter going to the daddy daughter dance. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, I, I try my best not to miss any moments. It's it's mm-hmm. impossible not to miss any moments because of what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to be as independent as possible. Because that was that was more important to me. I don't want to you know see the world and not see my kids. Definitely. Because I made them, and you know they don't get a choice. Mm-hmm. And as a father, that's the sacrifice. You know, so be it. If I can't be the biggest artist in the game and so big but i'll be the best father i can be you know kind of when your career really kicked off i guess with that breakout here you had letter to my son 
and being a double XL freshman. Was life going really fast at that point in your life? Or did we just think it was? You know what I'm saying? Well, life was going fast and business was going fast. And at some point they crashed into each other. Because mm-hmm. one of the main things was um, I was living letter to my son. I don't think people actually understood that. I think people related to the song, but I don't think they realized that that was my life at that current moment. And I mean, I won't, you know, I won't play the, the blame game. But for the most part, the record label only wanted that. They, you know, they wanted me to to be miserable. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a human being. So, you know, there's only so much misery you can take before you start to, to self-combust. And I was trying to find happiness. I was trying to, you know, make the best out of my terrible situation. And they just wanted me to exploit the terrible situation. And I'm like, you know, I want to see my son. I don't want to make know. it worse. I want to see my son. The more I spoke on other things that went on in my life, the more I kind of veered away from what they really wanted because, you know, it changed, you know, as the trends changed. It went from them wanting me to do more letter to my son records to them wanting me to do party records to wanting me to dress a certain way. Wow. They wanted full control. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I guess I kind of sort of signed up for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess that was one of the things, um, for the most part, I was in over my head when it comes to that because I don't know how to give a person total control because, you know, I carved this space out on my own, especially musically. Not to say that, you know, when we create music, I don't, you know, I don't accept, uh, you know, people's feedback or or creativity. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they wanted to steer it. You know, they basically wanted to put me in the, the mold and mm-hmm. turn me into whatever statue they was already used to creating. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, you spent enough time with me to know I'm nothing like no, them. No, so. you not. But I'm comfortable with that. And that was one of the things, you know, I, you know, I had to I had to pick. I had to pick whether I was going to be comfortable with who I saw in my mirror or I was going to be amazed at the character I was portraying on the TV. And, you know, I had to pick the person I really am because I don't know how to act so. well that's awesome because a lot of people don't make the choice that you made a lot no, of people but, don't you know, play their game but it you takes all walks of life i mean yeah. if if they didn't do it then who would we be entertained by so right it's, it's a lot it's a lot of entertainment oh uh, it's plenty <laughs> <laughs> on another level yeah, too because buddy. now you got the input of social media i and social media is like um, social media is like a prescription drug where it helps what you think it helps, but the side effects are so endless that they mm-hmm. can't even put mm-hmm. it on the bottle. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's your favorite social media platform? Um, I hate social media. Of all the ones that I would prefer, I guess I would say Instagram because I get to look and observe without speaking. Even though I have, you know, naturally since I'm an artist, I have to, I have to post more. Mm-hmm. I try to post as much as I can. It's still a learning curve for me because I don't know how to invite strangers into my real yeah. world. I mean, it's easier when it's music because in music, I get to dictate what I give you. I don't give you everything. Mm-hmm. But with social media, especially Instagram, or all of it now, anything that's visual, they want to see everything. They, wanna they want to see me tie life. my shoes, <laughs> clip my toenails. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, some things I think just ain't supposed to go there. Exactly. I try to keep it vague. Like, you know, 
I posted a picture with me and my daughter at the the father daughter dance, mm-hmm. but I didn't show any video of it. I didn't, you know, I didn't. I only posted one picture. That was only to show, you know, I'm I'm human. I, I'm a father first. I'm a father before I'm a rap artist, you know, and that's what you know I care the most about is being mm-hmm. a father. But I didn't want you to intrude. I didn't mm-hmm. want you to be able to comment on what took place in the father-daughter dance because mm-hmm. it wasn't time for Instagram. It was time for my daughter. It was her yeah. moment and not the Internet's moment. For me, that's my thing. I have to I have to balance it out. And some people don't agree with A lot of people don't agree with it. But I agree with it, so mm-hmm. I really don't care. Well, at least you're setting boundaries. You know, it, it's good to be exclusive. It's good to... You know, I, I think you're somewhat of a low-key person, I try. which is a great thing because you don't want to give, you know, overexposure will kill you. It physically, because, I mean, that's what killed Selena. That's what killed, uh, what was it, John Lennon. Mm-hmm. And there's more people than, than we can count. But, I, you know, I that's why I set the boundaries because I think if you, if I allow people to get as close as they want to get, they're going to, assume that they're closer than they really are mm-hmm. and that's just going to create an awkward situation or you know a volatile situation because if you really know me then you know it's a lot of things i don't tolerate i don't involve myself in mm-hmm. and strangers don't really know it sometimes you know when i'm out with my kids or i'm picking up my kids you know somebody might notice me something <laughs> maybe one time out of the ten times somebody's going to be respectful and speak and say you know i, I like your music those other nine times, they're going to walk up. They're going to ask for pictures. They're going to try to talk to my kids time. and play with my kids. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what world you grew up in, but when I grew up, it was don't talk to strangers. And my right. child's not going to talk to you because you're a stranger. And I'm only going to be cordial because you're a fan, but you're still a stranger. Mm. But a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people getting their feelings from it. And like I said a second ago, I'm only here to please me, so... Now, you're actually born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, correct? Indeed, and I will not leave. Indeed, indeed. East Memphis. Do you currently still dwell in East Memphis? No, I never was much for hanging out. I'm from East Memphis. I'm from all over because we moved moved around a lot. I spent my, um, well, I spent maybe since I was like 12 till I was 30 in East Memphis, Mm -hmm. so to speak. That's a long time. Yeah, you I mean long enough for me to be able to to uh, to create that part of town with raising me, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Every person that that I came up with, you know, we still we're all in contact. I see them almost every day, even you know when we don't see each other every day. It's a it's a true bond. All the people around me right now are people that have been around me since I was about twelve. There's only about three people out of the fifteen people around me that aren't related to me. Mm. But that's just you know that's just how I am. I'm a um, personal person, you know. I don't, I'm not really for friends. It takes a long time for me to make friends. Mm-hmm. I don't really do new friends. I don't think I've met or made any friends as an adult. Really? All the friends I have, I, you know, they're from childhood. Yeah. Well, the older you get, I mean, all that uh, hey friend and all that mess. That's... I don't even <laughs> use the word friend. <laughs> I wouldn't. Either. What what for me? Um, when I was younger, I was weird. As I got older, I realized, I, you know, it's not so much that I was weird. It just was different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a child, I tried to fix it or tried to fit in. And as I got older, as I you know became a teenager, 
I just didn't care. Like, you know, I am who I am. You know, if we don't click, then we don't. And I, you know, that's just, you know, a lot of times with, especially with men, they think that we got to pretend to get along mm-hmm. or we beefing. And for me, you know, you can do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. As long as we don't bump heads, then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I can speak to so-and-so. I don't have to like them. I don't have to, you know, we ain't going on a date. I know, you know, I'm familiar with whoever that is. You know, we don't have a problem unless we have a personal problem. And I don't know any of these people personally, so there's no way to have a personal problem. But that's why, you know, for the most part, I support all the, the up-and-coming artists. I've noticed. Because, you know, I, I don't, we don't have a personal relationship. Not, not you know, some of us do, you know, that develops. But, you know, I don't, I didn't know these people when I was 15. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have, you know, they don't know my mama. I don't know theirs. You know, I don't know their sisters, you know. Mm-hmm. And we ain't done nothing that involves either of us sharing money. So mm-hmm. I don't see a reason for us to have a falling out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people ask me, because a lot of times I support artists that don't necessarily support me. I never really look at it like that because they really don't, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do no matter what it is. But, you know, I get asked about that quite often. And I have to, you know, I always tell people I treat it like I treat clothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Only- if you like it. Right, I mean, I, I only wear Jordans, mm-hmm. but Jordan, you don't send me a check every month. Nike right. ain't endorsing my shoestrings, so, you know. Mm-hmm. But this Saturday, I'm going to buy whatever pair of Jordans. Come on, you know, I'm going to get them before Saturday, but right. either way, I'm still going to get them. They're like. not supporting me. I'm supporting them, but that is what it is. It's my preference. Mm-hmm. And in music, especially in Memphis, I don't want to take credit for it, but I think people thinking the way that I think to just – you know, just blindly support whoever's trying to make it. I think that's why we at the state that we are now, where so many artists can come out and be themselves, yeah. for the most part. You know, and I'm loving it. I'm loving I love the it fact too. that yeah, people are it. being themselves now. Indeed, indeed. But sometimes, like you know, that go back to me saying that you know I don't take that kind of stuff personal. And sometimes when I support people, some people get the wrong idea. Some people create some kind of friendship from it and it's not that i mean you know once we meet if we click then we click mm-hmm. but you know i didn't post your album cover to pretend like we knew each other or pretend like we like each other you know we don't know each other i know i don't know you you don't you know like me it. right i posted it because <laughs> you're trying to get it and if right. i can help you get it in any way if i can help you earn an extra penny you know those pennies add up yeah. if i can help i'm gonna help if i can't then i can't right. but you know that's to say you know, i don't have a problem with it any of the artists, a lot of the artists I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish them all well. You know, to me, it's great to see you know some so much talent come out of the city. It's a lot of talent now. Don Tripp, how did you get started into music? How did you first get into it? I started recording music. Uh, I was sixteen. Uh, I don't like the name gang, so I only name the people who should be accredited. It was a guy named Chili. When I was 16, he had a studio in his house, mm-hmm. and I was recording with some other guys, and it was my first time recording. I went in, and I did, you know, I did all my vocals in one take. I didn't know how, you know, how important that was or how impressive that was because I had never recorded before. Mm-hmm. But when I did that, uh, the way he hyped it up, that was, you know, that was the pump that, <laughs> that gave me the adrenaline and to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And from that, um, I started recording with a guy named Randy, uh, Randy Parson. I don't know how many people in the city are familiar with him, but he recorded a lot of uh, a lot of the music that, that that came up and came out, especially around my time. 
But I started recording with him, and that kind of started the the independent thing because mm-hmm. I started learning how to actually engineer. To you know, I don't know how to mix. I'm not trying to mix, but you know, I learned how to record myself, mm-hmm. and that's a great skill to that's have. That's what broke it open. Once I learned <laughs> how to record myself, it's like you learn how to get your own rebound. I can shoot as many shots mm-hmm. as I want, and I just never stopped. Wow! And from that, um. From that, I always make sure I own my own studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've owned my own studio since I was about 20. And wow. from that, you know, of course, you know, the, the, the locations change, the studios mm-hmm. upgrade. But, you know, that, that that was the drive for me. I wanted to make sure I could do it on my own, that, you know, I didn't have to cater to somebody else's preference. Or I didn't have to pay somebody to care, to pretend to care about my craft. I can just own my own situation and do what I want to do. So when we're looking for Don Trip, that's where we can find you in the studio, right? I love being in the studio. Um, if I'm not in the studio, I'm at home with the kids. Uh, sometimes I'm in the studio with the kids. Again, you know, I don't smoke, I don't drink, so it's a uh, friendly environment for my kids. Mm-hmm. And they love being in the studio. I don't get what the fascination is for them. Maybe it's just being able to be in their, in, you know, in their dad's workplace. Mm-hmm. I think that might be it. If I'm not in the studio, that's why you know I'm on. Even on the road, on the road, you know I got a portable studio. Mm-hmm. You know we we'll plug it up in the van, we'll plug it up in the, in the hotel room, we'll plug it up outside if if you know if it's quiet enough, we don't really care. I think you know what what am I as an artist if I don't record? Right. Even though I've met artists that don't record, I don't really get it. But why I are they called artists if they don't record? What are they doing? I, I don't. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's one of the weirdest things I've I've ever. Um, noticed but some people are like that I, you know i don't know maybe like they don't want to go to the studio no um, i mean they go to the studio but they're not recording. no they're hanging out oh it seemed like it may be a lot of that going on though yeah, well i don't like to hang out i hang out at home with my babies right um i hang out with my family but then you know i don't we don't i don't have the the mutual interest to hang out again i don't smoke i don't drink so what are we going to do? I'm going to stand here with you and y'all, and I'm going to be bored as hell, and y'all <laughs> yeah. going to be high as hell or drunk as hell. Right. And, exactly. you know, I'm just going to stand here. So I'd rather not just you stand here. You know what I like about the studio? I like coming here. To me, this is like a a safe place. It's like a peaceful place. You know how quiet it's out it can way. get in the studio. You get to just create. Yes. Like, you can yeah. do so much. It's therapeutic. But, yeah. I mean, that's why I can understand you know the 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 thrill and the fascination for painters Mm -hmm. because you know especially like when you know if you ever met a a painter in real life they messy as hell Mm -hmm. but that's why you know it's just let creativity flow Mm -hmm. and even when they paint they get messy as hell they don't really care you know you catch somebody painting a a portrait and they got paint everywhere it's in the eyes (laughs) and you know it's on their hands their shoes and they don't care. All they cared about was getting that vision outside of the head and onto right. the canvas. And that's how I treat music. That's why I enjoy being in the studio. And that's why we'll turn any room into a studio. Mm-hmm. But I don't travel heavy. You know, I don't have um, any given studio session with me. It's likely to be maybe five people in the studio. Mm-hmm. But traveling isn't really necessary nowadays with technology. Well, think? I still have to do shows, of okay. course. But even when I travel then, you know, it's about five or six people with me. I don't like having a lot of people with me because mm-hmm. it create chaos. Mm-hmm. And like you said a second ago, I, I try to be as laid back as possible. It's easier for me and 
five other people to to be on the same page than it is for me and 30 other people to That's be on the same I don't even know 30 people. <laughs> so that means, you know, five of those 30 people are going to be with me mm-hmm. and the other 25 are going to be spawns from one of their friendships. Right. It's usually so, hangers on. Right. And that's what create all the problems yeah and they don't know who i'm cool with who i'm not cool with and it's not many people that i'm not cool with but you know that's what create the problems you know one of those 30 people clash with one of the 30 people with Dolph or something not, not you know not to put Dolph in the mix but i'm just you know just exactly. to be hypothetical and that created a, a situation that got nothing to do with me or Dolph, but it spilled right into our lap and then we the two they gotta address it or we the two they gotta live with whatever's going on mm-hmm. And this day and age, uh, people are a little too high-headed to sit down and discuss anything. So yeah. it would create a real problem, and it would be nothing. But it would be something that had nothing to do with me or him. It was the 30th member of the entourage. <laughs> so I, you know, I try to keep so it light. Keep a small group. Yeah. Very small. Yeah, yeah, I have to. You know, when I'm doing shows, I don't travel a lot for leisure. I, I don't really believe in leisure. Again, for the kids, I mean, I don't mean to throw the kids in everything they mm-hmm. That I'm saying, but that's the you know that's a big part of your life, right? That's the the biggest part of my life. Yeah. So I travel with them, but for the most part, I've seen everything on the road, you know, uh, um, performing. So you know, every place to me is just another place. Mm-hmm. When I go with them, it's different. Then I explore. Then you know, we'll go and see whatever kind of attractions they got. But that's when it's fun. Up until then, it's work. I treat work like work, and you know. Fun like fun. Mm-hmm. And when I'm working, I try to lock in to that. It's a little difficult for me to, it's not hard to multitask, but it's hard for me to, to be the businessman and, the, you know, and play at the same time. I don't know how to do that. Exactly. So I don't go on vacation. If I'm in Miami, I'm in I'm in Miami because I'm working. paid to be there. Right. I'm not. You're not going to go to South Beach and hang nah. out. No. I mean, again, I'll take the kids. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't see I take the kids because that's the time I can spend with them. Me being a musician and me being an independent musician mean I have to stay twice as busy as a, a signed artist because you know they got a machine behind them and I I am the machine behind me. Mm-hmm. But with that said, if I spend fifteen days working, then that's fifteen days I missed being involved mm-hmm. with my kids and. I got four children and three baby mamas, so that means my four children are split into three different households, mm-hmm. and my baby mamas aren't friends. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, not imagine. to say that, that they don't get along. I'm not saying right. there's drama there, but, you know, if I'm not in town, then my kids don't see each other. And that's that's very important to me, mm-hmm. that they spend as much time together as possible. Um, of course, yeah. I want to spend as much time with them as I can, but I think I think that's the greatest thing the greatest value of it is for siblings to be able to grow up together well i see you're doing a good job at that and i'm glad you mentioned independent artists so how is that life like uh even transitioning from being with the label such as interscope to now being an independent artist well the transition wasn't too difficult i mean it wasn't easy but i was independent before i dealt with them Mm -hmm. and i had um the craziest things sit with me, the smallest things. Before I signed, I sat with um, Rock on, on the panel. I can't remember where I was at. DJ Collie Park and a few other people. And I don't remember much from the panel other than somebody asked Rocco, how is it that he functions? How How is it that he's able to, to, to keep moving 
this is you know, like I said before I signed, so you know, Rocco was pretty heavy right then. Mm-hmm. And they was like, you know, how how is it that you keep it moving without you know, without being signed as an artist? He said something that stuck with me that I practice every day after that. But he said when he's introduced to people, he makes the introduction when you know, when he meets the the person who's gonna do the marketing, he meets them. You know, he creates the relationship when he meets the person that's, you know, going to do your manufacturing or the, the person that's going to manage or, or your PR. Mm-hmm. He makes sure that he's the person connected with that person instead of the middleman. Because when, you know, it, I mean, this is life. Nothing lasts forever. So when the deal is over, I don't have the in-between. You know, he, he don't get to facilitate. So if I met uh, if I met Rocco while I was signed and I didn't meet him, so and so introduced me to him, and that was the gist of the 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 meeting or the greeting. Then when I see Rocco now, he's not gonna remember who I am, and I didn't have a, a true or a, a introduction, so I I can't expect him to remember who I am. So after you know after that, that's what I prided myself in doing. So the entire time I had a deal, I didn't want you to you know you could make the introduction, but you know. I'll take the conversation from here. Mm-hmm. I want them to get to know me. Even you know, of course they're not going to get to know everything about me, but I want him to be able to say he met me and I, you know, I was introduced to him. And from that, when the deal was over with, I could still use the 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 connections I created from it, and it helped. You know, mm-hmm. of course, it, you know, like I said, it wasn't an easy transition because you know I I went from I went from having a budget. <laughs> to the budget being my own account, so Your you know, own it's a, yeah, it's different. <laughs> but you know, when you sign to a uh, label, you got to pay it back anyway. I I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to get out of my deal without having to pay anything back. Well, that's awesome. At that same token, you know, I, I still understood that you know I had to reimburse. You know, like I said, I was fortunate enough to not have to reimburse then. But once I stepped into it, and I was completely on my own again. Mm-hmm. I was fully aware that, you know, mm-hmm. none of this is free. You know, it's not going to just drop out of the sky. Once I found the, the, you know, the lane for myself, I just went after it. And whatever I couldn't do, I just couldn't do. And whatever I could do, I did it. And whatever I couldn't do, I worked toward getting it if it was important. And I learned how to how to pick what's important to me and what's not. I mean, what works for every artist, you know, what works for other artists don't work for every artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a flamboyant person, so, you know, the jewelry don't really suit me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I'm not knocking, you know, whoever rocks it, they it's rock just it. just you. Right, and that was my <laughs> thing. I just wanted to make sure that no matter what I did, I was comfortable. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was the greatest thing. And now, it's you know, like, letter to my son is uh, about to be nine years old, and people still rock with the music. This day in time, when it comes to rap music, to find a song that somebody's listened to for almost ten years, yeah, you know, that's a that's a gem in itself. Yeah, the you know the business part of Letter to My Son was worse than the situation in Letter to My Son, but that's oh, you know wow. that's a whole nother ordeal. But you know, I said that to say I just take the good with the bad. You know, mm-hmm. I took an L and I took a win at the same time. Exactly. You learn from exactly. all of your experiences through life, your mistakes. I mean, that's the best way to learn something. Yeah. Through a mistake. I mean, for me, it's the only <laughs> way to learn. So. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I just, I just take that and I keep trucking. Now, look, as an independent artist, do you have a team? Are you like a, a one-man show that handles a lot of your like day-to-day from a management perspective? 
from a PR perspective? I handle most of it, but not so. I, I'll say I'm hands-on with all of it, but I don't handle all of it. I learned early on I can do anything, but I can't do everything. The more I put on my plate, the more I have to deal with. Of course, you know, I come from the hood, so I got people... You know, I got people who want to come up same as I want to come up, and we can't all be rappers. Mm-hmm. So since we can't all be rappers, then, you know, my little brother is my cameraman and mm-hmm. director. My, I have, a, you know, my other little brother is my engineer. He's with me at all times. He's also my DJ when we go on the road. My, you know, my brother is my booking agent. My, my another brother is my hype man. Everything I do, I you know, I try to involve family for the most part because, you know, I want to give an opportunity to them to make some money. And that that helps me, in, in, you know, at the same instance because I don't have to give you anything if I can help you earn it. And we still add people, you know. Mm-hmm. That, for the most part, that's when I, you know, when I work with new people. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that, though. It took a long time before I could accept a new person being involved with what I, you know, my with my business because mm-hmm. that's how I felt. I felt like it was mine. I couldn't let nobody else interfere. You know, I work with publicists that I didn't grow up with that I'm not related to. I work with uh, managers for the most part, of course, producers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, at some point I had to open my um, my mind to be able to work with people that I have never met before, pe- but people that share the same drive. Mm-hmm. And I had to understand that, you know, if I don't give you the room to care about it, how can you care about it? A person who's a publicist for a living actually wants to be a publicist. They right. they have a drive for that. I don't understand how, but it's not my place to understand. That's what I'm saying. You know that that ain't my thing to understand. I don't understand why pilots enjoy flying. You know, mm-hmm. but you know that's their thing. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't enjoy it, then I couldn't catch a, a Delta flight to exactly. L.A. And same way with music. You know, if I if I didn't have a publicist who didn't enjoy their job and I didn't help you know, help make it a, a easy uh, environment for them to work with me, mm-hmm. then how can I expect them to do their job thoroughly? Right. Everybody plays a part. Right. And that's good. You, you Like you said, you've opened your mind up to letting them in yeah. and taking care of some of that business for you. Because we well, can put a to. lot on our plate and then things can kind of get unfocused. Yeah, and and with that, I know, I know really believe in blaming other people, even when it's their fault. I think it's my fault because I gave you the opportunity mm-hmm. to, you know, create whatever chaos was created. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, if I put it all on my plate, I have to, you know, I'm going to blame it all on me anyway, but it's my fault not because I let it all go awry. Mm-hmm. It's my fault because I didn't put it in, in the hands that, that was reaching out to help. Right. And, you know, a lot of times we say, you know, we did it on our own, especially rappers. Rappers say it a lot. I don't think any person has really done it on on their own. I mean, I think you could do the majority of the work on your own. A lot of the sweat may be your own, mm-hmm. but for a lot of this, you know, take it take more people. You know, yeah. again, I I got an engineer to record me now. I grew up recording myself, and you know, now he records me. That may not be the the most difficult job in the world to me, but I don't know what the hell he's pushing. So for all, <laughs> all I know, these, it is the, all these. That's what I'm saying. So you know, levers on this board. That could be you know. I know he's he got to focus when he do that, mm-hmm. and yeah. if he got to focus on it, then that takes time. That takes effort. Mm-hmm. And if he's willing to give me his time and effort, then I, the least I can do is make it a, you know a, a, a easy environment to mm-hmm. work in. And not be, you know, 
<laughs> Not be the old me. <laughs> now talk to us about Christopher that just dropped. Already charting on the billboard. Yeah, Tell I, me how that came about. Actually, um, when I when I release now, I try not to. I don't pay attention to the sales. I don't pay attention to you know the. They reached out. You know, of course, I, I get the emails from you know from Billboard saying that it, it charted. They didn't say what place. I didn't ask what place. You know, to me, it's just an honor. Per- period you for tried. the place. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think those are my trophies. If if that makes sense. I don't do award shows even when I'm nominated. I got nothing against the award shows. I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't think I earned that, so to speak. But uh, the small things, like, you know, when, when Billboard picks something up or a credible blog site grabs something and it's a true piece, because now so many blog sites, uh, you can't expect integrity from all of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when people actually look into what I'm doing and they show appreciation for it or they acknowledge it, that's the, you know, that's the highlight for me. And with this tape, I just threw all the rules out. Like it's a couple of records on this tape that don't have a second verse, just a very long first verse. Mm-hmm. And up until now, you know, I, I was following a hip hop rule book that didn't exist. And the more I listened to to what was coming out, the more I realized the albums don't. You know, I'm the only one that's following these rules. Like for Jay Z, for instance, that's one of the people I look up or looked up to the most. It's a little difficult now to look up to anybody because I'm too old, and you know. But you did look up. Right, of course, of course, and you know, business wise, of course, I, I, no, I still look up to Jay Z for that. But you know, for the most part, he's not a rapper right now. With Jay Z, he he was one of the people. He was like my my invisible teacher when it came to to music. And then he put out a record called Beach is Better. And it's about 58 seconds. Beach is better. Right. Okay. 50 seconds. That's like an interlude. Like a. It was like, like 58 little, seconds. What? <coughs> Excuse me. When he put that out, man, I don't know how I could explain it. That changed the whole world for me. You know, I'm following you. And then, you know, you do five-minute records in a time where people are doing three-minute records. Yeah. And then you did a 48-second one. I was disappointed, but I wasn't disappointed from the material. I was disappointed because I feel like he shorted it. And then I realized that he didn't give me a rule book. I'm following the rule book I created in my head on my own that, that I was unaware of that I created on my own. And times are changing. I mean, it used to be... You know, it used to be like 21 records on an album. Mm-hmm. Now you're lucky if you get 12. Really? In a, like and they only pay you for 11 of them. So, mm. you, the, what is it, R-I-A-A? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, you know, they only going to pay you for like 11 records. So mm-hmm. putting 17 records on tape is kind of wasting <laughs> away anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these are things I had to learn. I had to learn as, as I went. At first, the focus was on record sales. Now the focus is on streams. Mm-hmm. And you know they talk about first week sales. It's great to you know any artist that's got the ability to to get substantial first week sales. That's great. I mean you know there was a time when the big artists first week going gold, mm-hmm. and then you know shortly after they be platinum and double platinum. Now double platinum ain't so you know that's not so um, that's pretty rare now. Mm-hmm. And now singles are more important. Like, you know, singles will go singles. gold or platinum or double platinum, mm-hmm. but albums are not. And there's no way to get a, you know, nobody's talking about the first week streaming. So, you know, and 
I learned that I could monetize it. I learned that, that rap could pay my bills. You know, I, I've invested, I still invest so much money of my own into my own craft. And I learned how to turn it into income. Mm-hmm. So now that's what I focus on. You know, I want to, you know, I'm going to put out a tape and pump it as much as I can for it to create shows. There is revenue. You know, I'm going to do everything I can do to have it available on every streaming service it can be streamed on. And then there is revenue. Mm-hmm. And people are going to pick it up and bootleg it. And for the most part, I found ways to even well, monetize yeah. that. So <laughs> Now with the streaming um, input, it, do you see it very differently than sales versus the streaming? Do you agree with the formula now? Or it is well, what it is? I don't I don't think I ever had to agree with it. I don't think you know, my opinion never mattered when it kind when it comes to uh, you know. Is the, the money working out the same? I don't know. I never sold records, you know, substantially. I never went gold or mm-hmm. platinum or none of that. So I wouldn't know how that money was. Mm-hmm. As far as streaming, you know, when when I got in the in the groove of selling my music, streaming was it was falling into place. Yeah, I think it was just right. So I I just figure out how to calculate it. Right, and you know, I I just rolled with the punches and, and figured it out as much as I could. I mean, I'm still learning now mm-hmm. because you know now it, it gets getting even wilder with the, the streaming. Man, but you know, I I just had to to for me. I believe. If you don't roll with the change, you don't adapt to the change, you're going to get consumed by it. You're going to get ran over. Definitely. And, you know, it wasn't nothing I can do. They, you know, they stopped pressing up CDs. They mm-hmm. stopped selling them in the stores and start mm-hmm. giving you your music directly on your phone. Mm-hmm. And I was either going to go press up some mixtapes and try to sell physical CDs to people who are not buying CDs, or I was going to make music that you could stream. When streaming took over, I just rolled with the punches. Mm-hmm. And I see on your production, um, you have Sheffy Kitchen. Am I saying his name correctly? Yeah, Sheffy Kitchen. Does, did he do the whole album? Yeah, then every record on it. I mean, we did a, f- a few more records than than what actually made the tape. Mm-hmm. He had done a record or two for previous. I want to say for the Step Brothers Three, and maybe one or two for Star that I wound up being featured on. Mm-hmm. And from that, you know, that created a, a relationship without me actually meeting him. And one day he sat and, you know, he came to uh, bring some beats for Star. And me and, you know, we was in town. And, you know, I was, I'm was i in the studio and that's when I met him. And he was playing some, some good shit. And from that, you know, I linked up with him later. And one song, turned, well, it was like two songs in one session. Either way, you know, two songs turned into four songs. And after four songs, you know, we like, let's see what we can stretch this mm-hmm. to. And wound up being like 20 records. And, you know, from that, I was like, you know, it's perfect. I think it gave him the opportunity to be dynamic. A lot of times with producers, the beats are one-offs. You know, I can, you know, I get a beat from this producer, so-and-so get a beat, so-and-so get a beat. Rarely will I ever be able to give you, you know, five or six records to somebody to prove how dynamic their sound is. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you're only going to hear one particular sound from a producer because you're only hearing one record right. at a you time anyway. You know when you hear that producer. Right, right. And that's what I, you know, I wanted to explore that. I thought that was a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it worked, so, you know. Mm-hmm. And I see you got a lot of features. You got my girl Just Bentley indeed, on indeed. there. Indeed, Just Sounding good. You got Starlito, of course, A-Ball. Was, yeah, indeed. And that, yeah. Was a, that was a pleasure to have A-Ball on it. A-Ball is one of the people I uh, I grew up listening to, of course. I'm weird when it comes to the legends to me. 
I, I think we uh, undervalue our legends. I don't know why rap rap music is that way. I mean, rock and roll, they they you know they praise Led Zeppelin, definitely, or or you know Ozzy Osbourne, people like you know those are icons to them. Yeah. And in rap music, if you didn't sell forty billion records or get killed when you was twenty five, then you can't be an icon for some apparent reason. Isn't that ironic? That's just... right. Any artist that came before me. That, that I grew up listening to, that listening to, that 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 helped me become the artist that I am. I could never charge, mm-hmm. and you know I I tell them that, and especially for Eight Ball MJG, those are people right you now that that goes without saying. Same with Three Six Mafia, those are people I grew up listening to. Actually, same with Yo Gotti. I I don't see a, a scenario where they would need my push. I mean, these are people established on their own. But if ever, whatever it is, the smallest thing, if they just need me to say a word or they need to use my studio or whatever. You know, I don't even sell studio time. My studio is just for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever I could do to to be a part of, you know, any kind of whatever it is with legends, because those people are legends to me. Mm-hmm. If I can be involved, then you know, I want to be involved. And um, A-Ball actually reached out through Sheffrey. I you know I've 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 been acquainted with A Ball for quite some time. You know, with music being my real life, sometimes it's you know, it don't translate into each other. Like I've you know, I've I've seen, I've ran into A Ball a million times. We've done a record before, uh maybe five or six years ago. But even then it wasn't personal, you know, I didn't I didn't know him, you know, we didn't get to know each other. So when Sheffrey reached out to me telling me that A Ball wanted to do a record I'm like, you know, that's perfect. And, you know, he wanted to know what the terms were and all that. I'm like, you know, ain't no terms. We can do 17 records. I don't care. He can take all 17. If he want me or anything, it's an honor and a privilege to me. Mm-hmm. But he came in with a record, and he, he was like, you know, trade for trade. You know, I hopped on his record. He hopped on mine. Good. And that was perfect. I think we we built a, a greater bond from that. And the same happened with uh, MJG. I actually pretty much the same scenario. That happened a few years, you know, back, but it's the same way. You know, those kind of people, if they reach out, man, it's done, you know. When it comes to rap music, it's a little, you know, when people send features in, I can't really get to it as soon as you want it. And, you know, in this, they, you know, nobody expects to get their verse back within two weeks, no way. Everybody knows it's going to take a while. I try not to take a while. You send me a record, you know, I'm trying to get to it today or tomorrow. Are you on top of it? Yeah, I mean, because I look at it like if I was the one recording the record, the sooner I can get the record done, the sooner I can live with it a little, see where I want to go, mm-hmm. how I can build with it. I mean, it's a done record then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's missing a verse then for six months, then I'm listening to an unfinished record for six months. And at some point, I'm a little stuck. Well, I'm probably a lot stubborn. But <laughs> at some point, I'm going to move on. I don't take it personal. I know, you know, people got lives. So, you know, I'm not expecting my record to be priority to you because it's my record. But at this, you know, me knowing that if you send me a record, I'm going to try to do it as quick as I can do it because, I, you know, I, I get it on the other end. I understand, right. how you know, how it works. What's your favorite track on Christopher? My favorite record for for right now would be um, Make It Right. Make It Right. I try not to draw inspiration from other artists unless I grew up listening to him. But it's a, it's a, it's a record that I did with Star. And he said that once or twice, uh, you know, 
if you love me like you say you do, we're going to be all right. And when he said that, me listening to the, the, the beat for Make It Right, that's what was in my head. I don't know why it was in my head. I don't know if I had heard it that day or what, but it was in my head. And naturally, I wouldn't borrow from another artist because, you know, people take it differently. But it's stars, family. And I know he'd understand. Even uh, on the, what, the physicals haven't dropped yet, but even in the liner notes, even in the credits, and stars credited as a writer, just because of that, you mean, I wouldn't have drawn the inspiration if I hadn't heard him say it already. Mm -hmm. You guys though. work so well together. Yeah, I mean, that's because of the bond. The bond outside of music makes it so much easier to, to work musically because mm -hmm. we respect each other as men first and then as artists, it's, you know, as artists, that that's, you know, that goes without saying. I mean, he, he loves his craft and I love mine. Mm -hmm. So us working together, we I think we work so well because the ego isn't present mm -hmm. with the two of us. I mean, of course we got egos. I mean, we're men. There ain't no way around that. But, you know, our egos don't clash and not inflated. Um, you know, when we're in the studio, we're in the studio. We don't work. We, we share that same passion. We don't clash with that. Of course, you know, we don't always agree with everything with each other. But we men, we know how to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's times we talk when we ain't making music. You know, it's times we know we're around each other and we're not in the studio, but that just is what it is. And I prefer that relationship over, you know, over the we get in the studio when we see each other. Right. You know, I, yeah. I don't, I, because again, like I said, he's family to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not like me getting in the studio with another artist. It's like me getting in the studio with my brother. We get to do what we do. And for the most part, we own our own studios. So, we on our own time. Mm -hmm. It's a little different when we paying for time. <laughs> I know it when is. When we on the move and we paying for time, <laughs> then, you know, we buckle down. It's less jokes, less conversations. Right. It's all music then. All on that money, but, on that right, money. Right, you know, you know, it's costing us. So. Well, I really like your new project, Christopher. I and, appreciate um, it. I mean, it's, it's so much going on with music right now, and I know you've noticed this just like everybody else noticed this mainstream, that a lot of music, that came out of Memphis is getting sampled right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's, how do you feel doing. about that? Like, I think why it's do you great. think now it's happening? I think it's happening now because it worked. Mm -hmm. Somebody tried it, and it, that's I mean that's everything in life. Somebody tried it, it worked, and they said, "Hey, damn, you know what? It's a crate full of good three six shit. How about, how about we use all of it?" And mm -hmm. now they coming out of the woodworks. Um, and I think it's great because. Paul and Juice have been in it long enough to understand the business. So I can't see you being able to exploit their music without them compens being compensated. Mm -hmm. They cover the bases. That's what I love about it the most, you know, because, you know, regardless of how people have, you know, their personal feelings about it, mm -hmm. when so-and-so uses a song from them, I mean, these two niggas got it. They know what they're doing. So... If I hear, you know, the Cardi B record and it's sampled from them, yeah, I know they got paid. Head. I don't I care what she, yeah. it don't matter what she <laughs> names it. I know they got paid. And to me, that's the greatest thing about it. The people that, you know, she don't got to, for me, and it's, it works different for other people, but she don't got to say it in the song that she got it from them. She don't got to say it in the interview. I don't care. And that's the big news I just today. want people to, to get what they deserve. I want them to, to eat off of what they earn. And right. they, you know, 
again, I know, you know, I'm very close with Juicy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I know they, they cover their bases. So the more samples and excerpts I hear from, from that music, that I know they are. I they ain't they ain't letting that slide. You're not supposed to. I mean, that's that's the no. nature of this business. I mean, right. they've been in this too long to, you know, to not know how to to keep their coins. I was a little surprised when I woke up this morning looking at my Twitter and see La Chat trending behind this Cardi B Big and Head record. Right? Did you listen to it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I'm a student of the game, so I listen. You know, I I don't form opinions for most of the, the stuff I listen to, but I try to listen to you know. Whatever's going on at at the moment, sometimes it's hard to do. When it's just catching music, then you know I don't really want to know much about it. When it's got a story behind, then I try to you know get involved. But I can see where she's coming from. Uh, I don't have to agree with the approach, but you know I get it. You know she felt like she was supposed to get some recognition from that too. I mean, did it's she her want record. Cardi well, to mention her name? Or I'm not did sure. she want to be compensated? That's what I'm trying to I'm understand. not sure. I mean, she's a mother, so I'm certain she would like to be compensated mm-hmm. above all things. But I know I'm not sure what, you know, what the hang up was, mm-hmm. but but it's a good time to to come out with a diss record on Cardi B right now, though, right? Hey, you know, <laughs> if it work, it work. I mean, Cardi B I, tried what, it. I didn't. I saw it. Um, that's what actually made me listen to it. I saw the chat posted on Instagram, mm-hmm. and she was basically like, you know, it wasn't a diss, but you know, that's how you take it, and so be it. Mm-hmm. I said what I said, mm-hmm. and I respect that mm-hmm. from any person. If you stand on your word, that's you know, that's noble to me, especially in the. Mm-hmm. In a time where everybody's throwing slick shots, Man. she stood on it. You know, if that's how you felt about it, then that's how you felt about it. I said what I said. I meant what I said, and that made me listen. Because like you know, now I don't know what you're talking about, but I can you know I can respect where you know your standpoint. Right. And then I listened, and you know that's what I gathered from it that you know that she felt like she didn't get the proper recognition from it, whether that's compensation and recognition or. Mm-hmm. Either of the two. I'm not really sure, but that's none of my business. Mm-hmm. I support LaChat the same way. If LaChat was to reach out to me, her verse is free. I mean, these are people that came before me. They paved me. the way. Right. You know, without them, it wouldn't be a, a done trip. So, And I'm just simply loving the fact that women are on top right now. Now, entertainment is starting to be more humane, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or be more, you know, it was Accepting a point. Accepting of real people. Yeah, because that was a point where... If you were a female entertainer, whether you're an actress or a rap artist, you can get pregnant. Right. You get pregnant. Every, it's over totally with. It's it. right. It's over. Your whole career is over because you got pregnant. They they didn't. You not. They not going. You know. They're not going to market you. Mm-hmm. They're not supporting you. They moved on to the next artist, or they're gonna pick another actress. There was a point in in TV where you couldn't be pregnant. Unless she was already established, so you know when they film, they just hide the fact that you're pregnant. Now they work the pregnancies into the the shows. They do, and that's great. I think you know the fact that Cardi B can be at the top of her game right now and be and become a mother. I don't know if she already got kids or not, but the fact she doesn't. Oh, that's that's even greater. The fact that she can, you know, she get to do it all. Yeah, just listening to her talk about it, like people did approach her. Uh, you know, telling her that's not good. You yeah. shouldn't have a kid. And, so I didn't and know for that. her to stand her ground and say, no, I can have it all. I can dig she it. She said, hell, I'm a millionaire. I can dig I can, it. I can handle <laughs> all of this. I can dig it. Yes. I mean, you know, we get, men get to do it. You know, 
it's nothing if I got seven babies and and I'm a, a rap artist or an actor, I can do it. If I can do it, then you know, how come a woman can't? Definitely. I mean, I get it. You know, it's I think it's a bigger um, a bigger obstacle for as a mother to mm-hmm. pick. You know, when to be a, a rap artist and when to be a mother. But so far, it looked like she got it under control. So yeah, so far so good. And you yeah, see, uh, I wish you well. Nicki Minaj just dropped her two singles today. Um, I seen, Barbie I seen Kings that. And Chun Li, Chun Li's from Chun-Li. Street Fighter. Yes, I seen the the artwork, but I haven't heard the records. It's like, I mean, I, and I'm a Nicki fan, but right. um, I do think she kind of sound, she sound a little uh, what was that um. Monster, remember that one she came out with? Right, right, right. I'm hearing some of that flavor in the Chung Lee, um, kind of old Nikki. With all, with all, but you know you gotta listen with all the voices. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know you kind of gotta listen to it a few more times. The Buster Rhymes, Nikki. Yeah, she got some of that going on, but I'm glad that you know the women are on top in the rap game right now. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Getting some attention. I'm I'm digging the whole female empowerment movement. I mean, all around the globe. Some some things, you know, women are taking a little too far. Like what? Like the the gender things. Like as far as what? What you mean the gender thing? I mean, you know, like, um, I mean, fuck it. It is what it is. (laughs) It is. Um, the men who want to be women and women who oh, want to be men. transgenders and... It's got too many names now. I don't know what the yeah. hell you're supposed to call it. It's quite a few names for that. But I think... I mean, you know, I get it. You know, you want to be who you want to be. Like identifying with you. Right. But it's I, hard I, to... I'm saying I don't think I'm supposed to be held in any regard for what you're trying to become. Mm-hmm. I mean... You feel like they're trying to force it on people. Right. I mean, I'm a human being. A um, hundred years ago, a woman was a woman. A man was a man. Yeah. So if you're a man and you want to become a woman, to you, you're a woman. But to me, you're a man. Yeah. I, ain't nothing I can do about it. That's what you were. I mean, I never went to the zoo and watched a tiger turn into a zebra. Yeah. It's a lot of that going on. I mean, they can paint it white, but it's still mm-hmm. going to be a tiger. And I'm still going to call it a tiger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what you're right. Now you can change it on your birth certificate. I mean, it's so, you know, a lot I don't trust nothing that ain't got stretch marks. I mean, it's getting weird. But and, like I say, you know, the, I mean, for each his own, if, you know, that's what they want to do, then so be it. That's got nothing to do with me. I've been seeing people get scrutinized for not, not being sympathetic. Right. And, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I saw, um, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't read it. I just, it was a headline. I don't know. I don't remember where it was at that I saw it, but they was, you know, they had something to say about genuine, mm-hmm. not um, when he was not accepting a show. kiss from a transgender. Right. And I'm like, he's a man that doesn't want to be kissed by a He man. has the right to say no. Right. I mean, he's got the right to not want to be kissed by a woman. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I thought that's what sexual misconduct was. Right. I mean, if women have the right to not be kissed by a man or a woman if they choose not to be, then how he don't. Yeah, that Rather was, that's a man or woman or both or whatever. It's I mean, a man wanna, posing as a woman. Right. I I'm guess saying maybe he had some surgery to get a few things. It but, don't really matter. I mean, right. That could have been a woman that he didn't want to kiss. I mean, it happens. Yeah. It happens plenty of times where, you know, we don't. I don't want this strange woman to kiss me. Don't put your lips. I don't know where your lips been. I don't know you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely don't want a, a fucking man to kiss me. Right. I mean, it don't matter, you know, it don't matter what you turned into. That's that's a, you know that's on you. But you know, people have the right to not agree. Right. I mean, you got the right doing. to not agree with everything. I mean, in in life, you know, we got the the option to agree and disagree. Yeah. I think it's getting a little out of hand, especially like with the bathrooms and stuff. You know, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't want my daughter to walk in the women's room, and a man. Know, right, it's a man, man standing in the like Right, but it's got male parts still mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I you know I, I don't know. It's you know the world's changing. It's, it's crazy. And you're thinking about your kids, you know. Right, and you know, I it's, feel you. It's becoming more and more difficult to right. to 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 guard them or guide them. Yeah, because There's shit's changing around. So them. Much. Right, I know your kids, like my kids, they on these devices. They I mean, it's YouTube. even further than that now, because even cartoons have have cartoons. homosexual yeah. relationships in them. They do, and that's a little difficult to explain to a child. Mm-hmm. It's even harder to to explain to a child when it's thrown in your lap we just saw this together you know right. I, when i grew up it wasn't it wasn't you know it, it didn't rock that. like that it wasn't none of that but you know it is what it is i mean i you know you kind of see it coming you know again when, you know when i was growing up bugs bunny would kiss elma fudd mm-hmm. and we were all disgusted mm-hmm. you know now it's we're not, not disgusted right I, i'm still <laughs> disgusted <laughs> But the rest, you know, I'm the only one in the room discussing now. I feel so. you. I feel you. Now, I mean, it's so much going on, like you said, with changes in, in the world and in society. Um, a big topic, of course, is always relationships. Yeah. Now, um, just listening to your Christopher album, um, one of your cuts on there, Home Alone. You talk about cheating oh. a lot. <laughs> no, actually, Home Alone is not about cheating. Well, not the whole song is about cheating, but it's kind of like a reaction on you home, do this. Home, right, then... Home Alone is more about... Um, we'll break it down for me, Mr. Tripp. Now you can have a, a relationship that's not, a, um, I guess, an exclusive relationship. Now it's understood. Now you can have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you couldn't do that. You was with somebody, you know, if y'all wasn't, uh, what is that, monogamous, mm-hmm. then it was hidden that y'all wasn't being monogamous. Now, you know, nobody wants a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Everybody wants a husband. Uh, nobody wants a wife until you're, like, 50. Then, you know, that's a whole different thing. Then you need a wife. But Home Alone is about us both understanding. Every record I got is about an actual person or actual situation mm-hmm. home alone is about a person who knew what was, what was going on you know they say ignorance is bliss a person that's just being naive that that felt like um she could involve her feelings when it suited her mm-hmm. and now supposed to be obligated to soothe that and i'm like you know no this ain't that you know what's going on you get it you know, you can pretend like you don't when he ain't acting right, but you can't run that game on me. Keep that over there. I mean, we we both know what it is. We okay. have we have a mutual understanding. We don't From go up on, front. I mean, talks. we we don't go on dates. Okay. I mean, we don't talk on the phone. We only doing one thing anyway. Exactly, okay. and you know, you know what that is. Mm-hmm. So if you know that, then when you leave, you can't be upset because I didn't call. Or you can't call me about some women's picture I liked on Instagram. We don't. Yeah. Have that ex- exclusivity. I don't know if that's the word. Exclusivity. Way, right. We we not. You know. We don't got that bond. We are not in a relationship. We're not a. Uh, you know. Not a true relationship anyway. We're 
sex partners. If we sex partners, keep it at that. I mean, you know. Well, you know, females, the, the sex might have them and they feel it. That sound good. But. But her phone, <laughs> her, her text messages ain't empty. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, it, that's what I'm saying. It's a whole nother ball game. I think that, you know, I think a lot of people talk about communicating. They do so much talking about communicating that they don't communicate. The only way I know how to communicate is with honesty. You may not like what I say. I don't. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I have to say it though, because mm-hmm. I can't say it to a, a third person. Mm-hmm. Once you make it to a third person, then I'm talking behind your back, and that's out of character to me. So I gotta say it to you. And you know, when it comes to that, you know, she wanted, you know, wanted to pretend like we had some feelings we didn't have or pretend like she had feelings that she didn't have or whatever the hell it was. Whatever it was. And I just wanted to, you know, say, hey, look, you know, reality check. Mm-hmm. When you come to see me, leave all your feelings. I don't, you know, well, that ain't what we're here for. We ain't spending this time talking. Right. And you was like, well, who takes your phone? Like, you was right. I mean, you know, you, you know, I'm just saying, because she got a life too. You know, we're not going to mm-hmm. pretend like, you know, you head over heels for me and, you know, you come to see me because I'm all you think about. I mean, if that was the case, you wouldn't call me at 2 in the morning when you, you're drunk and leaving the club. Right. Now, on um, both of us. Now, both of us. Uh-huh. What, again, I got four children, so, you know. <laughs> uh, on both of us, both of us is about a particular per. I don't do names. Not when it's, when it's impersonal, if that makes sense. When it actually affects my life. If not, then, you know, I leave the situation uh, anonymous. But that's about a person who had a boyfriend but wanted me to do boyfriend things, mm-hmm. like buy things. As the side piece. Yeah, and I don't you know, again, you know, if that's what I am, then that's what I am. I'm fine with that. But I'm not taking you on a date. I'm not going to buy your shoes or jewelry or, you know, you're not moving in when y'all get into it. <laughs> no, this ain't that. No. But that's what that was about. You know, she wanted to have two boyfriends and I'm not you know and these I can't are rock real like that. life situations yeah I mean these are real app. people you know I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I found that it's easier for me to just say what I feel like saying about whatever it is and that's why most of my sons are you know actually excerpts from my, my real life mm-hmm. like I got records about me and my mama's relationship I mean, that's my mama that affects me directly. That's stuff I had to live with. Sometimes she don't agree with what I say in the records. But everything I've ever said in the record, I either said or tried to say mm-hmm. to my mama or to my brother or sister or auntie or whatever. You know, those the records when names are involved are direct, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're not so much records they're almost like a letter like a audio letter to that person i I need you to understand this is to you mm-hmm. a record like both of us i don't need you you're already in your feelings enough i don't need you in your feelings and especially in music especially in social media now people you know people can sue you for everything whether they win or not it's a whole different thing mm-hmm. i don't need you to think that you can get your come up off suing me for uh emotional strain or some bullshit right. So I won't put you in there. You know who you are. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, you just got to be upset with me. And I don't really you know give what? a shit. That kind of make me think about, um, I've been thinking about writing a book um, about my life. And it's like, even as an artist for yourself, when you put this, your your music and your life out, that's something you got to think about is, 
should I say this? The fallout. Am I going to offend someone? Yeah. But see, the, even with that, see, sometimes, that's like I said, when it comes to the music, it's something I already tried to talk to you about. Okay. And after so many times of trying to get through to you to talk to you, I mean, these, for the most part, these are things that's near and dear. So, you know, at one point, me and my mama weren't getting along at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just wanted her to be present for my kids. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, no matter how many times I voiced that, it never took effect. Mm-hmm. But when the world heard it, then she heard it. Then she heard it. And, you know, again, she didn't agree with it being, you know, uh, blasted out through over radio speakers. And over and over again. Right. But that was, you know, that was the... the um, that was the fault, you know. I don't, that was the weight of it. It is what it is. I mean, I, I tried to keep this private, and I couldn't keep it private. And this is my life. If we would have resolved this before then, I, it wouldn't be on my on my you know my mind or on my chest mm-hmm. to even say you're in the studio. Are you all okay now? Yeah, yeah, we're great now. Okay. But again, she heard it though. She heard right. it. Right, and that, and that was the thing. And I try not to be. I try not to be disrespectful. But I don't weigh disrespect against honesty. If me being honest is considered disrespectful to you, there's nothing I can do about that because mm-hmm. I have to be honest. But everything I say in a song, I've said in person, and I stand by it. I, you know, it is what it is. If it's a family member that's near and dear, then, you know, again, we'll have that conversation. Even if it's in the record, we'll have a conversation before the record even come out. You know, I'm going to try everything I can to get through to you. Mm-hmm. If the record come out and it bothers you, I expect you to do what I did when it bothered me. I came to you. Mm. So if it bothers you, then come to me. I can't take it back off of the fucking internet. It's already there. But, you know, I I tried everything I could do before we got to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, music is my my therapy for the most part. Definitely. And I can't help it. And I really appreciate your honesty and your music. I remember when you came out years ago, uh, my brother, he is a huge fan of yours. And I, I, and I called him up last week. I said, guess who's my podcast guest <laughs> Thursday? He's like, who? I said, your favorite Memphis rapper. He said, Don Tripp. I said, oh, yeah. I he was like, what? Tell yeah. him I said, what's up? I, I like, appreciate that right. love. Yes, I definitely appreciate your honesty and your music. Um you incorporating your real life experiences because a lot of people go through a lot of the same things that yeah, you go indeed. through. So you can relate. Well, I think that at some point I realized that was that was my my gimmick, so to speak. Right now to be a rapper you gotta have a gimmick and somehow I may honestly be my gimmick. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more people that can relate to they car note being behind then there are they can relate to owning four Ferraris. Definitely. So, you know, I'm gonna give you my truth. And if they don't, then they don't. I mean, some people, you know, a lot of my music is uh built around my kids and me being a father. Some people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I ain't nothing I can do about that. Either you get it or you don't. And you know, my music is conflicted because I'm you know, I'm human. I'm conflicted. And I like you just said, I come from East Memphis. I, you know, that one Mayberry. Mm-hmm. I had to do what I had to do to survive. I had to live how I had to live. Some things don't leave, you know, they don't 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 leave you. Like um I'm permanently paranoid. It is what it is. There's no way around it. I've embraced it, you know, I'm fine with it. And nothing, you know, nothing's going to change that. But since I'm permanently paranoid, you know, of, of course, you know, I'm armed like, you know, any other person with any sense that that lives here. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I got music where, you know, where it's aggressive, where it's confrontational, same as I got music where, you know, I'm in love or music where I'm not in love. You know, I try to give you every shade of it, if that makes sense. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Some shit I say people just completely don't agree with. Some, you know, it is what it is. Some shit I say people just love it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I when I go in, I, I'm not thinking about how you're going to take it. I just got to get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, then so be it. And well, people. Be getting it off your chest, uh, Mr. Tripp. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I just want to thank you so much for coming by Verbally Effective, Episode 14. Your indeed. new project, thank Christopher you Al. You're welcome. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I got a. Um, I got a few videos on the way. Um, I'm filming everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to start ESG TV, ESG TV back up. I had to take a break so I can, you know, focus on mm-hmm. actually putting a, a a great body of work together. And if I could say so myself, I'd like to say it was a great body of work. But, um, and I have to change it a little. Seriously, because my main focus is income no matter what. So this go around. Once I continue, it'll be um, all material that I own. Cause I don't really like making other people money without making myself some. So you know. Okay, and you have the apparel, East Siders. Right, right, right. I'm trying to gear that up. Uh, people, they've been pushing me to do um to do merch forever. Look, I want me some East Siders merch. Well, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I um. It's always been hard for me to do because I never wanted to make apparel that was that was solitary to me. I you know I didn't want to make the shirt that's, that's got Don Trip on it or got my face on it or I like that too. Like I don't right. I mean I want I wanted people I want people to be able to actually wear it. Right. I don't I don't want you to have it as a souvenir. I want it to become apparel. Mm-hmm. And you know, it took a while for me to to you know to find something that that could actually work that way. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I like the East Siders. That's very catchy. that actually it was it was brought to me. Uh, I like that. It was brought to me by my well, one of my DJs, DJ CP. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to me with the uh, with the whole you know the whole plan together, mm-hmm. and I felt like that could work because there's mm-hmm. an East Side everywhere, and exactly. it didn't say East Memphis. If that makes sense, not it to say that you know sense. that I I don't uh, cater to East Memphis or that I that I it's don't have universal. a love for right. I mean, if it's at East Memphis, only people in East Memphis would purchase it mm-hmm. or, or feel connected to it. Mm-hmm. And with it being called East Siders, even if the person's not from the East Side of whatever city they're from, they feel connected to what I'm pushing. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you know, everything I do is genuine and it's honest, it's organic. So you know, that's the vibe I want to give to people. You know. Everybody's not, you know, everybody's not doing the the, the typical shit. You know, everybody's not wearing the chains and, right. and ring cars and stuff. So not, I, I'm not taking no shots. I'm just saying, you know, I feel you. some people are, are perfectly comfortable being who they are. I mean, as a person that's getting ready to go already on, you know, going to work for the third shift at some warehouse mm-hmm. and he probably got rims on his car. He probably got two kids or apartment and he pay his bills and that's what he focused on. He focused on paying his bills and feeding his kids mm-hmm. and ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make the kind of music that make that kind of person feel like he ain't doing what he got to do. He ain't really living because he's not balling. Mm-hmm. It take all walks of life to make the world go round. And 
no, I couldn't work in the warehouse because of how I am and who I am. I understand that. You know, I, I can't be bossed around. I can't be told what to do in the smallest fashion. Mm-hmm. So with that, I would be naive to go and try to apply for a job. You know, if I wasn't a rapper, I had to be something else. I had to be some sort of an entrepreneur. I had to be my own boss because mm-hmm. I can't cooperate. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for that person working third shift at FedEx, how the hell our package is going to get to us? Exactly. Because now we order everything online. So how is it going to get to us? Right. So, you know, without the person at McDonald's, you know, for the most part in society, those are the least appreciated people, people that work in fast food. But that's where we go when we're hungry. Mm-hmm. We pull in a line. We, you know, sometimes they have the wrong attitudes, but we, you know, sometimes we forget they at work. Mm-hmm. Same way, so and so, you know, same way we are. If you work in fucking um, telemarketing, you, you know, you're not enjoying every call, especially when you got people on your line being rude to you. You're only human. It take a different kind of person to to react to negativity positively. Mm-hmm. That's not always easy, and Martin Luther King is a great example mm. of that. It's not always beneficial either. But, you know, with that, you know, that's I, I try to make the music for all walks of life. You know, for the person that is balling, for the person that's still selling dope when he's 40, he should be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you hear something in my music that, that you know, that, that brightens it and, and, and shows you you got to, this ain't working, you got to move on. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, like I said, some people work in regular jobs. Some people want to pursue music. I I'm not the I don't have the the right to to sway people differently to tell you not to pursue you know pursue music or whatever it is. If that's what you want to do, that's your dream, then go for it. Because mm-hmm. it was a million people telling me it wouldn't work, and I, I made it work. Yeah. So I you know I couldn't tell you what to do, but if you're going to pursue this, then you know I'm gonna tell you about my experiences so hopefully you learn from it without having to go through it then you can go through your own shit too that ain't got nothing to do with me but you know at least i could help because me coming up it wasn't many people to help it wasn't many people offering advice even now when it comes to, to i don't know if everything's like that but i know rap music is that way they don't offer advice it don't matter what they've been through nobody <laughs> wants to tell you the real deal at all, I mean, you know, it's like it's, it's. I don't know. Uh, Snoop said the game is to be sold and not to be told, but he was talking about pimping. There's a whole nother world. I mean, it's a young nigga somewhere spending all his dope money on studio time, and he's recording his songs the wrong way. It don't cost me nothing to say, hey, you know, when when you're doing it, you should step back from the mic a little bit. Mm-hmm. That didn't cost me nothing, but that'll help him. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be something he never, re- you know, never realizes helped him, but it helped. Mm-hmm. And if I can help, then I'm going to help. Well, that is awesome. I want everybody that are, that are listening right now, make sure you get Don Tripp's new album, Christopher. Indeed. Streaming Everywhere. on iTunes, Google Play. All that shit. All that shit, SoundCloud. <laughs> make sure you support man, my good so friend. Don Xbox Trip. Music, all that shit, man. Every, if you so look, if options. it can stream, man, it's there. <laughs> I ain't got no, uh, you know, I don't got no preferences when it comes to that. I want you to be able to get it. So, and you're on social media. All of your social medias are Mr. Don Trip. Indeed, Chris, indeed. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Are you on Snapchat yet? Uh, no, nah, me and Snapchat not getting along. Okay, well, I, not I, I, I didn't dig the, the <laughs> thing with um with Rihanna and Chris Brown. Okay, that just turned me away from Snapchat. I feel you. I yeah. feel you. Okay, well, you guys support my friend 
Mr. Don Tripp. Get Indeed. the new album, Christopher, Verbally Effective, in the books, episode 14. If you love me like you say you do, then we gonna be just fine. Say I don't know what to call you, how about I just call you fine? I don't call that often, that don't mean you slip my mind. I'm too busy staying busy, trying to keep our shit in line. 